ओम मंगलम गुरुदेवाय देवे मतृक्ष मंगल मंगल वक्ता बृंदेव्यो सर्वालोकाय मंगलम ओम स्थापकाय चर्म से सर्वरर्मस्वरूपिण आवतार वरिष्ठा राम कृष्णा मंगल ओम सर्वंगल मंगलिए शिवे सर्वाथसारिके शरण्ये त्रम्बके गौरी नारायणी नमस्ते so last week we remember we're switching we're trying to switch back and forth we'll see how it goes between krishna lila and kali's names uh of the flute sword and the flute theory <laughs> we're trying to be both of them so uh 2 weeks ago when we were during navaratri during the vishat navaratri we read a verse 7 i thought that was the next one in line so it was a mistake i skipped a verse somehow and my original so even though I had on the computer it didn't get copied I had to go online today and copy it I still have to retranslate uh, it and everything to fit it into my original documents so uh we'll do verse 6 today and then we'll po- when we post it we'll change the dates so this date would have been 2 weeks ago so at least it's in it's in proper order you know if people are listening to it online and they're in particular order probably probably do that so it's it becomes a, a set you know as we go I slowly go through the different names <coughs> Let me see which names. Last week we did Kanta Kapna. No, last week we did number 7, right? So cut uh, and the before that. Let me double check here. Kanta Kama Swarupa Cha Kamakya Kulapalini Kulina Kulavatyambaha Durga Durgatanashini. That's right. It was two weeks ago. That was two weeks ago. Get us there. I said there yet. Um So <coughs> we'll read oh sorry I didn't get a chance to print them please forgive me I'll read you have it but I'll read I'll read the verse for today Exactly very beautiful the sounds are very beautiful Kumari Kumari Kulaja Krishna Krishna Deha Krishodara Krishamdi <coughs> sorry <coughs> Trishang Krishangi Kulishangi cha Krimkari Kamalakala <coughs> So the first name is Kumari. Now that's the name people know we've heard Kumari. And you know we do Kumari puja here on uh actually this uh, Kumari puja comes from this whole, is deeply related to this name uh, during Durga puja. Actually during Durga puja many aspects the 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 worship of the divine mother is done in so many ways. Right? It's done uh to an image. It's done to a water pot. it's done to a yantra it's done to a the reflection of the deity in a mirror right you probably don't see there's a mirror in front of the shrine in front of the deity and also worship is done to her reflection it's done to a cluster of nine trees right uh, navapatrika it's done uh, uh uh so like the image the yantra it's done to a uh, a uh, 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 growing grass grasses right uh, uh it's done to uh uh, uh, uh shivalingams and and shalagrams the forms of devi and then it's also done to the human form right so all these different aspects of the mother are worshiped uh natural forms man-made forms mentally conceived forms uh, geometric forms <coughs> as well as the incarnate forms in the form of uh, of humans now every human is the rupa of the divine mother right but we don't of course we can we we should in everybody we meet we should be worshiping have that respectful attitude towards every person we meet everything we see uh, uh, uh and then it says in the chandi 
that all forms, all sarva vidya, all forms of knowledge are, are your forms, and all women are your are your embodiments also. So especially women, we should respect. Women should respect women. Men should respect also women. Uh, but the problem is that. When you when you see a person that you think oh you think that person you have to we we think that person is Shiva that person is Devi that person is some incarnation of God some aspect of God we try to see this way but it's hard to see the way because we see the imperfections in the person right we see their personality faults we see we know what's in their mind what they've done we have you know or we don't know what's in their mind or what they've done it's even worse how can we how can we worship somebody we don't know whether they're not qualified whether you know so like this. Actually, it even says in the in the um, in the Bhagavatam. A while back, we read that uh, in the different yugas, in, in Sattva Yuga, people do pure meditation, right? and in and uh, uh, in in, uh, in Dwapara Yuga, <coughs> uh, um, people were doing yagya, and in in, in Treta Yuga, people were doing deity worship. But why? It's given. It says because actually, human beings are the embodiment of God. Right. They're not God. I, mean, I'm, I'm not, I, can, I, can, I can't even control my own, you know, blinking or breath for a few minutes, you know. So we can't say God means control. We're not that, right? Look, we're not not God. God shining through. But we see, so we can speak. Yesterday, we, last week, we were, we, in the Bible time, we read that line where um, uh, Nanda Maharaj uh, was worshipping uh, uh, Gargamuni. Gargamuni? Gargamuni, right? Gargamuni. Sorry, it's, <laughs> I just came from a frazzled activity to this uh, little transition stage. Uh, Gargamuni, uh, uh, and he was worshiping the unseen God in the in the form of Gargamuni, right? A perfected sage and a family guru and like this. So it's one thing, but if we should do that, but we even with our gurus, we see some human, we see their human personalities, right? And some things that we would disagree with. We we think they I would have done like that, and slowly. We lose faith, and so it's hard to have. It's hard to, uh, to to worship a human being, or even a natural form as God. We we see the fault. We see imperfection, and therefore our worship is improper. So it says in that in Treta Yuga, the Bhagavatam says in Treta Yuga, the the Lord incarnated as the Archana Vigraha in, in the deity form, because there, you know, when Krishna was living, Krishna did all kinds of stuff to confuse people. Some people saw him as God, and the next minute they thought, oh, he's a bo- that boy is a double, right? Back and forth. Ah. Then they said, no, he's God. Of course, we know that's a leela, that, that like that. But you can see, right? But as soon as we put Krishna on the shrine like this, and we dress him, he sits there. He does what we want. He's always perfect, <laughs> right? You know, it's like, and it's what happens. As soon as he breaks, we we th- we throw that image away, get a new one. Any imperfection, it's hard to see this imperfection. So while we should be seeing the Devi in all humans, right, in all forms, in all people, right, Yadevi Sarvabhuteshu, right, that God is exists in all beings, including you, including me, including Peter, including every everyone, right, but it's hard to see, it's, we see fault, or, and, and, and also we know what's in our minds, so it can't be what our minds, we're not the worst person, there are people, other people must have even worse minds, we always assume that we're not the worst, right? But in a little child, it's hard to see, even a child misbehaves, we know, we have, we have just a, even a child misbehaves, you know they're pure, right? You know, there's this, there's this even a even naughty child is actually pure. Right. Actually, not just an idea. We see as soon as the child hits hits puberty, the mind changes. Right. And then all of a sudden, what's changed? Actually, almost nothing. A little bit of biology changed, but new thoughts come, new experiences come, new energies come, and so we we, we, we have a different relationship. 
right? So this Kumari Puja, the first name we're doing Kali Sasanama, this name is Kali, is Kumari, right? So we're talking about that name, why we do Kumari Puja. So the, uh, as a, in a young girl, we don't see any imperfection, right? Any, any, any fault is almost charming, right? You know, it's like it's part of the charm of a young boy or a young girl, Kumari and Kumari Puja. So it's easy to see, not easy, but we can do, we can, we can worship. Like uh, uh, Sri Ramakrishna himself, I mean, the tradition of worshiping uh, uh, Kumari is uh, ancient tradition. So Sri Ramakrishna at one point even worshipped his wife. You know, on Falaharani Kali Puja, like this, right? He did this uh, uh, Lalit uh, Sodashi Puja to Sharada Devi. But he worshipped his wife in a, perf- in, 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 in a human with exceptional purity, right? And so other people who have done this, we should all worship our wives, worship our husbands, but this type of Puja, when you do this type of ritualistic worship, right? And the, perf- the person isn't pure. Some, it's like worshiping a broken image. Maybe something can, wrong happens, right? Uh, 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 um, who was it? There was, it may have been Hridoy, Sri Krishna's nephew. One of the reasons he was, when he was kicked out of Dakshinishwar, is he tried to do the same worship Sri Krishna did to his wife. He tried to worship one of the daughters of one of the temple president, uh, uh, trustees. And people got so upset, they threw him out. I think, whether him or one of the other uh, cousins of Sri Ramakrishna. So uh, uh, there's a danger. So, so the danger in worshipping an adult. Although we should worship everybody, but actual puri, hagachi, hagachi, do the full pranapatistana like that, maybe there's some possible... Uh, we don't have faith, and maybe it's not good. right? And an impure, even, even a statue of Krishna is broken, we, we throw away and get a new one. Right, uh, so what to speak of a human like this? But as a child, a, a small innocent girl, even a naughty girl is an innocent girl, right? So this kumari. So that's one thing. One the simple meaning of kumari is this, as a young girl. Uh, uh, uh. So kumari means young girl. Young kumari means virgin girl, right? So this means so, and uh, so, but here kumari doesn't mean virgin. Means means prepubescent girl. That's what it, what it could mean, right? In the in the normal use of the, the term like this. And also in um, uh, two places, in Kanyu Kumari in South, and in Nepal, they have living Kumaris, where a young girl of a particular caste is is invoked. She's worshipped as the Divine Mother incarnate. All offerings are made to her like that. And when she reaches puberty, then, then a, new, a new child is found by Divine Sights and Divine Tests and installed in that position. Uh, 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 so that's another example of a living, a living girl. <coughs> so this is the simple meaning of, of Kumari, right? I've lost my, I'm stuck here. I've lost my verses here. Kumari. So, but this is, so one thing is that you are Kumari, you are, therefore we worship you in little girls, in prepubescent girls, and virgin girls. But it's also a name of, it's not just one of her forms that we, in Kumari we should see her. Or we should see her in every every form, but especially in Kumari. But it's also her describing her. It's also her nature. So her nature is each one of these names describing her essential nature, aspect of her essential nature, not just an aspect that where we can worship her in in, in external nature. What's her actual sorupa? One of her so one of her aspects is Kumari. So Kumari means that means she's young, right? So Kumari means young girl. Right and and uh, uh, it and it literally means a virgin girl. Uh, so it's also we'll go into that. What does it mean to she's a, the virgin goddess? And we have lots of virgin goddesses. If you are uh, Christianity is based upon a miraculous scene with a virgin goddess, right? The, the virgin birth of the virgin goddess, 
And in Europe, there are three, four important virgin goddesses. It's an important idea. We'll go into that in a little bit. But with this name of Kali, it's not that she's a virgin. <coughs> there's different aspects of Kali, right? There's an Adarai mother, there's a little girl. There's also a Dumavati is an old woman, right? There's, there's a, uh, she's married to Shiva. Here she's, un, uh, Kumari also means unmarried girl. It's another way of saying it, right? So this is Kumar, Kali, not married to Shiva. Right, right, but Shiva is always with Shakti, right? Shakti is always with Shiva. So, so, so one meaning of young girl, one meaning is unmarried, another meaning is virgin, another is pre-sexual, not even a virgin, just a little girl, right? Somebody that's like. But another meaning, and also as relates to her, I keep hitting the wrong button. Oh, Kumari also means daughter, right? <laughs> so all these things, uh, 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 daughter, iha. <laughs> princess? Prince? Well, Rajkumari means the daughter of a king. That's a mm. princess. Rajkumar, you know, so that in that sense. She's a little girl, a young woman, an unmarried woman, a daughter, right? A pre-sexual woman, a virgin girl. All these qualities are named of Kumari. You have to think of each one of them as aspects of the Divine Mother. Um, uh, Another aspect of Kumari <coughs> is not so much that she's, in, that, that she's, that part of her being unmarried, because she's married, right? Kali's always with Shiva, right? Newly married like this or like this. But another aspect is that she's independent. Part of being Kumari is not so much being, <coughs> an unmarried girl is not, does not necessarily mean a non-sexual girl. Because these are, I'm not using these things, I'm posing them on Ma, I'm just giving uh, language definitions to then understand Ma. So <coughs> she represents, also Kali represents kind of a wild, uh, untamed form of feminine energy, right? Almost tribal, right? Uh, village uh, 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 tradition, or tribal, not even the forest tradition. She's a forest, she's Vana Kali, right? And so she's not in anybody's possession, right? So that's another aspect of the, th of the thing. When some, and so usually a girl in, in traditional cultures, Right, it's still a little bit in this in our culture, but definitely in the Indian culture, a woman's sexuality is controlled by the parents, and then gifted by their arrangement to another family, not the girl's choice generally. Right, so it's very interesting. The girl does not have much freedom in her own, except her own. Tell me. The swayambar. No swayambar. No, that's what we're going. Yeah, swayambar. But this is a. a, a now not so this is a this is a tradition of of, of kings and queens you know it's not the common person i don't know many people that have to just you, know, you line up the boys and the girl just chooses everybody competes and will choose like that's not a common thing it's in the scriptures but i've never seen a modern day swayambar of course they have love marriage as a type of swayambar right but actually even a love marriage would be considered a mistake in swayambar Right, because in the in the Swayambar, uh, these men would come to 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 request marriage. If the girl if the girl's already chosen, right, then she's being then, then the, that's being dishonest to the father. It's still under the father's control, right. So there's something about. I mean, I don't overly do this. It's not my position, and also not my full knowledge uh, anthropologically and things like that. I mean, we can go into this. A lot has been written on these points, <coughs> but. Uh, in, in especially in, in and and she's also one of her names is that she's 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 from a good family. She's Kuleshwari and Kulini like that. So she's a little bit, a, a woman of a high caste family is a little definitely more controlled than most. So here it's actually saying, but actually, so, so 
here Kumari, is, especially in the goddess tradition, the virgin goddesses are not virgins. They're independent. Right? They're, not in re- they're not controlled by a man. They're not controlled by a husband or by their father being gifted like this. Right? So in other words, it's a sexually independent woman. But don't want to overdo this. I'm not, that's not the point of, of the verses. But we have to understand that this is, all these are aspects of the Divine Mother. So, another, so if we think Divine Mother is that Mahashakti or Divine Mother is Mahapakriti, she's Mulapakriti, she's nature. Right, and if we take a little bit of anthropological uh, investigation on this, what is uh, Kali represents the forest, the jungle. Right, so nobody controls plants. Nature in the jungle is her choice. Man is not control. We can go, but we're out of place. Right, and we go and we collect whatever we need. Very thankful, respectfully. Well, we're getting. We know we're getting out by hunting and by gathering. We go, we gather, and come back. Right, but what happens as we become, um, uh, 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 what is it, we move to uh, agriculture, agricultural society, right? Then we, we control nature, right? We cut things down and we decide what grows where. We decide what seeds grow and when, right? This is also like a, like a, a father giving his daughter, it's controlling this, this awesome power. From that daughter, the whole world comes. Right, so who's we try to control men, nature, not man as a sex, but man as a as a species, also both <laughs> uh, try to control, kind of control nature this way. <coughs> we domesticate, we domestic, domesticated animals, domesticated, and we use that word. What is domesticated? Is we 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 now tie up, right? And so you have the domesticated goddesses, Lakshmi, Saraswati, Uma, Parvati. These are domesticated goddesses, right? Kali and then Durga. Durga is an interesting character because domesticate in a mythological and symbol, symbolic interpretation. I won't overdo it. Is a, 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 a domesticated goddess is shown by tied hair, right? And dress. They're dressed and they have tied hair, right? That's a sign. And <coughs> Kali is naked and she has wild hair. She is still uncontrolled. Right. Nobody. She's her, her. Her. She's control of herself. She's control of it. Nobody can control her, and she's self-controlled. Both. She's Kumari in this aspect also. Right. Uh, it's interesting. So you go from the most pure, innocent of a little pre-pubescent child that we can see the Divine Mother to the most wild uh, and 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 uh, form. Both are implied by this name Kumari. Right. Durga is interesting. In between, Durga is is always seen dressed. Buck with untamed hair. She has jatura wild hair, right? So, so she's the the uh, traditional understanding, symbolic understanding of, of this in, in that language, mythological language, is she's not controlled by humans. Her hair is unbound, but what it, all her leela is what she's do, what is she doing? She's not wild and just, just butchering everything. She's fighting. She's fighting to protect humans. She's fighting to protect culture. She's fighting to protect the devas, the, the the and keep the order between the devas and the asuras, right? Everything in its proper place, right? All the stories of Durga, right? So she's aimed at civilization, but she is independent of civilization. Uh, Lakshmi and Saraswati is the divine mother also, but now under man's control, human's control, both, both men's control and man's control, right? Both, right? Right? We control knowledge, we control art, we control culture, all the aspects of culture. Right, uh, we know infinite power, but we're but we're both scared, and we try to control own it. We try to control it and 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 and, and manipulate it for our benefit. 
comes from property and like that. We think we think property. We give a girl's hand in marriage, right? We give away the bride. You know, the language itself is giving property, right? So, but what is that property? What who are we giving? Is awesome. Its real nature is uncontrolled. We've controlled it, but her real nature is uncontrolled. Kali can never be controlled. That's the point, right? And uh, 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 <coughs> so, so Durga is aimed at. She's supporting culture, but or civilization, but she's uh, not controlled. And Kali is uncontrollable and uncontrolled, both. Right? We can't. And and and. But what do we do? We worship Kali. What do first thing we do? Right? We we carve when we carve the deity, we usually carve him with a little top knot. Right? <laughs> That's easier this way, but also the control. And then immediately you put a red sari, a banarasi sari, cut it with jewelry, all that gold gold jewelry, these are the symbols of Lakshmi. Right? We dress her like Lakshmi in a red sari with gold jewelry and tied hair. Right? And then the oh Ma, please bless my I won't need a job. Right? Please help me do what my kids are the exams are coming, please help her, please help India beat Pakistan or whatever the whatever the, the pressing need, we go to her like this, right? Right. But we know but still we have over that we usually put a wig of long hair. She still has her sword. She still has a jackal. Even in any temple, the most clean, nice, gorgeous temple is always a jackal there to remind us of the cremation ground. Right? We always know that we're we, we, we're approaching her in a way, hoping she shows that face. But we know that she's, we're trying to control or request, perhaps a better word, right? But we know that she's that not controlled by her grace only. So we have to be careful. So this is another aspect of the word kumari. So in this sense, kumari is not a sexual state of a prepubescent girl or a non-sexual or pre-sexual woman, right? But a mental state. Right, of a certain mental freedom that nobody can control, nobody can dominate. Right, so self—I don't have the language for it—but you know, uh, 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 autonomous personality. You know, this is uh, her nature. In in the, in another song, she's called Ichamai. She's self-willed. She does what she wants and when she wants. That that we know that we oh, mother's doing what she wants. We can request, but she doesn't listen. <laughs> Better we learn to surrender to what she wants not try to make her do what we want. Other forms, maybe we can have that relationship, but Kali is untamable, right? So, a more, more common in our culture, we have the idea of the, we have a virgin goddess in Christianity also, our, uh, our mother Mary. And the text says that she's a virgin. She, she, the word for Kumar, the word for virgin is not necessarily mean uh, somebody who's never experience sec- uh, never had sexual intercourse it means also an unmarried girl right also means right and so we know mary that she was joseph uh, married she was with uh, betrothed to joseph and not yet married and then she became pregnant right so the early church didn't know what to do with that so it could have been who we I mean, we don't know we can only know what the t- scripture says but uh, the text actually says many schools many schools of protestantism don't accept the virgin birth anymore this that's not what the verse says the verse says she's an unmarried girl Right. Some miraculous, it's, it's how this happened, we don't know, but it's like this, right? Uh, others in the Catholic Church and like that hold very strong to the, uh, the immaculate uh, quality that, uh, that, uh, um, that the Spirit of God moved upon her, and, and even though she had never known a man, it, uh, they translate this, this virgin not as unmarried, or, but as somebody who's never known a man, right? And so, by the Spirit of God, uh, 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 something happened. Now, if we think biologically, this is impossible. We're not. This is not a biological. The problem with any of these things, if we start taking them, uh, like 
as biology or as history in a classical sense, it falls apart. Like I have full, yesterday, two days ago we celebrated Haruman Jayanti, right? You know, it's like, and beautiful, right? And, and I know for a fact, God's a red monkey and he jumps over <laughs> mountains and he talks, no problem. He has magical powers, he become really small, really, no problem. And there's all the people who came, there were several people, they had PhDs and, doc, and, and, and MDs and PhDs, right? That should be, if these people actually believe that there's talking monkeys, they should have never been given their degree. That's completely logical, right? <laughs> <laughs> if they, you know, like they should, they should, we should relook at their, at, their, at their thesis, see what other mistakes they made. They're obviously illogical, uh, insane people, right? But the thing is, they don't. They can believe it and 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 not and remain logical because they know they're dealing. Not just it's a, it's 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 not history. It's something different, right? It's, uh, it's the same mythology. It's it's also demeaning. That's because usually mythology means unreal in in, in most culture, right? To meta history, yeah, yeah. These are stories that reveal something we can't understand. Right? We, we talked about that we're naming a mystery. We're also describing the stories of to understand something completely magical and mysterious, right? Not not historical, but not the way we usually think in the limited version, the, the limited standards of history that we that we try to understand what it, what what constitutes something that's real, right? So it's not so so in one sense, uh, of course, maybe that's a great miracle. The great miracle. Is that was only one set of DNA? Jesus was born. That could be. I mean, I, I mean, I, I can't speak about. We can't speak logically about something miraculous. If it's a miracle, it's a miracle, right? We can just say, "Wow, it's a miracle." It's, it's something. On the, miracle means something beyond understanding, beyond uh, the physical laws, right? Uh, <coughs> uh, Joseph Campbell, the great mythology, he says that a, he sees virgin birth in all religions, and he says that virgin birth means not. It's not a physical birth. It's a spiritual birth. Right, so what does it mean? It's like it's like the so Buddha was born out of the side of his mother, right? You know, uh, uh, Krishna was born just by the thought of, of, of his, from the mind from the mind of, uh, of uh, uh, Vasudeva into the body of Devaki, and then he just appeared, right? With four arms and wearing full cloth and like this, right? Right. So that's also so you, one one by one, all these there's many stories. Jesus is not the only one. A virgin birth, not a normal birth, at least not a normal physical. Maybe not a virgin birth, but not a not a typical birth. It's showing that it's a spiritual, a spiritual birth, right? And so Joseph Campbell says, "Oh, it's the birth of compassion. It's the compare of our, of a spiritual understanding." That's one interpretation, right? Sophisticated interpretation. Uh, um, <coughs> I don't think it's complete I, in my mind, because uh, I, I think the, the because if you if when you start playing playing at the Kali, it begins that simple understanding. Though it's like finally, in a certain sense, you know, chakra after chakra, when you, um, the higher chakras, we're born from the lower chakras, that's physical birth, you're born from the heart, from the side, these are the higher chakras, and you, these are the si symbolic of our spiritual unfolding, the second birth, right, through diksha there's also another birth that comes, there's all these ways of, of saying, like initiation is another birth, right, and that's also in a certain sense a virgin birth, right, not, not physical, not, not, not an earthly birth, right, <coughs> but there's another thing, part of, part of being a virgin birth means only Devi. We can take it this, take another level, right? In other words, this is pure goddess uh, uh, understanding. This is pure Shaktism, right? That 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 there there doesn't need to be anything else. There doesn't there doesn't need to be another character, right? The Divine Mother is sufficient to give birth to everything, not just to not just to one Savior. Two thousand. She gives birth to everything. Right? How? That she, she just by her wish, in the Lita Trisati, she says by her sidelong glance, 33 trillion universes are born, are created, 
right? Without a virgin birth, that could be Shiva is not mentioned <laughs> by this. <laughs> in one of those worlds, maybe Shiva is there. There's a principle there, but that that Shiva principle is within her, right? It is her. She's Shiva and Shiva, right? So another aspect of the virgin birth is that, that the goddess stands alone. She needs nothing else to 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 give birth to everything, right? She's the uh, the virgin goddess. And, and, and after also Purnamada Purnamidam, right? From the, pure, from the full comes the full, leaving the full full, right? So she's remained, so that's why even after, it says as per Christian theology, these things that were added later by papal edict, edict? Edict, right? Papal edict, right? Uh, using the, the rare powers of the Pope to make uh, um, uh, 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 infallible statements. Most infallible statements ever done by the Pope has been about Mary, right? It's interesting. They're almost all the major statements, not everything the Pope says is perfect. There are certain things where he can create the doctrine, right? And all, most of the time it's been done has been to uplift the position of Mary, right? And one of which is that, that after, even after, not only was, 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 she, was she virgin when she, when she gave birth, but she remained a virgin after giving birth, by the different definition of virgin, somebody who hasn't given birth. Right, so 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 she's remained, and uh, so her perfection, her purity, by Christian uh, definition, was left. She's untainted, right? From the pure comes the pure, from the full comes the pure, from the full the Upanishads say, same idea, right? And then it says, what a her? She also said this is called the Immaculate Conception of Mary, right? Then one other papal a papal uh, de- decree is that Mary herself is from was immaculately conceived, right? <laughs> They're trying to figure out how to make her because they know she's the creatrix of everything, right? And and uh, 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 there's a there's the movement now to make the Pope asking the Pope these petitioned again and again. The last Pope didn't do it. The last two Popes didn't do it, right? To make her the co-redemptress, like she is in the in the in the in the, in the Orthodox churches. They know because that if you think Jesus is something, but the, like you say, oh Jesus, what's it? Well, he was born miraculously. It's not his miracle; it's her miracle, <laughs> right? That's the amazing thing, you know, right? Like, 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 like uh, so he maybe he he died and and was resurrected miraculously. If you take the the story, uh, miraculous story, but Mary, but Mary giving birth, there there's something special about that that image of the virgin of the virgin goddess giving. I mean, and 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 who, by the statements, the 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 word that started the whole thing, the original, she embodied. You know, she gave birth to the one who gives birth to everything, right? So this is an important thing. There's no, Im- there's no, uh, uh, there's no. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, so it's. I, I think that this is a this is a super strong Shakta name, Kumari, right? All these things are there, but I think the the, the deeper meaning is very very. Birth from woman alone, she is sufficient. Kumari, Kumari, second name, uh, Kulaja. It's related. Remember, we've we've done a lot of time on this word kula. Remember, it means family. It means noble family. It means path. It means a particular a particular path of tantra. It means a kundalini. It means shashumna. All these type of things, right? Kula ja means she who's born. She's born from the kulas, or she gives birth to the kulas. Both meanings are possibly there, right? <coughs> so this is related that she one of the names that she's a noble woman. She by herself gives birth to this name to everything, right? And she gives birth to the kulas. She gives birth to uh, uh, to noble qualities or noble people or 
So in other words, in other words, like from the pure comes the pure. From Purnamara, Purnamidam. If this world comes from God, what is this world? God. If she's noble and she creates this world by herself, there's no second thing. There's no other DNA. Right? Whose DNA is this world? Only her. Right? She's, she's noble. She's created something noble. Right? So this is, you can take this as a very deep thing. What are we looking at right now? Right? We're, problem is we're not seeing her, but this is nothing but her. Right? That's our problem. We only see her, but we don't see her. She, what we're seeing is also good and pure. So this is a very different thing. Usually we're taught in many religions, including our own religion, that the world is imperfect, it's, it's flawed, it's maybe sinful, maybe it's dark. It's, you know, and, and all these things, this is her nature. She's created a world, but of this, this aspect of her is temporary. So we can see it as temporary, but we shouldn't see it as bad. Right? It's divine, but temporary. Right. She's also, remember in the, a, few na- a few weeks ago, she's the one who gives birth and she's the one that swallows everything. She's the whole show. It's all noble, it's all good, it's all pure. Right. It's so one way of thinking. Another thing is that she comes from Kundalini. She, she's, she's born out of this or she gives birth to both names. This Ja is just to me birth. It's not clear that if she's born from the Kulas or she gives birth to the Kulas. Both of these names are there. Kulaja. Kumari Kulaja Krishna. So now we have a very nice name, Krishna. Right, now, now, simple Krishna, we know. We've been mentioning some, Krishna, some this word Krishna a little bit last week. Uh, now, but so, so this is Krishna, Krishna to Krishna, long a, right? So maybe I'm not giving. So this is a so simple answer. This is a feminine form of Krishna, right? You have Shiva and Shiva, right? So, so what is so in, in Shiva? It's exactly the thing. Shiva and Shiva. So Shiva is Shiva. Shiva is the feminine form, which means Parvati. That's one answer, right? Or Shiva also means God. I mean, Shiva means goodness. The pure, an aspect of God is pure, beneficent goodness. And Shiva is not his Shakti, not his wife, not his Shakti, but it's her. She's Shiva, right? She. We some call him Shiva, but Shakti say, oh, it's Shiva, right? So, uh, so, for instance, we have Narashinga, Narashinghi. Narashinghi is not the wife of Narashinga. Right, <laughs> right. She's the the Shakti of Narashinga, the Divine Mother in the original form. Right. So like that, Shiva. So here, Krishna and Krishna. One one meaning. We'll start at the simple. The simple. Either if if Krishna means Krishna, Lord Krishna, who's Krishna, right? His wife, right? Or his Shakti. So his wife, who's his wife? It could be Rukmini, right? That's his. Oh, he has sixteen thousand wives, right? Or it could be Radha. He has sixteen thousand girlfriends. Also, it could be any number of them, right? Right, uh, or, or or if he Krishna is Purusha, so that's Pakriti. Krishna means Pakriti. This is a simple thing. If we simply take Krishna to mean, simply take Krishna to mean Krishna. Krishna is infinite, right? <laughs> but let's start with that with that with that meaning, right? So then we have to think what the, what what Krishna's name. Last week we mentioned last yeah last week the naming of Krishna. That's right, right? Krishna got his name from Gargamuni. Why he, why why was he called Krishna? Right? He says in previous yugas he's had different colors. In this yuga, he's dark. He's come dark, black, right? And therefore, he's no, therefore he'll be known for all times as Krishna. That was the simple answer, right? In he's been in different colors in the other three yugas, but in Kali Yuga, he'd be worshipped as black, or he's, this time he's black. And therefore, we call him. His name will be called Krishna. We need to call him Vasudeva and Vasudeva and other names for Ram and uh, Balaram and Krishna. <coughs> so, uh, uh, so one the, the 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 clear meaning, the simple meaning of the word Krishna is dark. And of course, Ma, we see her as black. She's Shama. Actually, Krishna's name is also Sham. She's Shama. Same thing, right? Shama. You know, the, she's also dark or black, right? So Krishna means dark. 
right? But Krishna means dark. It also means like like Kshan means also dark blue, right? Uh, so so sometimes we we make we 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 paint Kali as bright blue and Krishna is bright blue. He's not some like something out of a. a, a, a Alien looking like that it means dark. So there's you know some is dark and also color is not blue is also not the right color. Actually, it's described in the scriptures as the color of a, of a of a rain cloud, a dark rain cloud. If you especially if you've spent a lot of time staring at dark rain clouds, sometimes you say ah, that's the color, right? It's slightly bluish, gray, blue, dark, and it's meant to because the rain color, the rain cloud, the first rain clouds coming, the thunder clouds coming, full of rain, not just pouring rain after the hot summer is considered very beautiful very auspicious right so see shama sundar or shama sundari right she's very it's dark and black and beautiful right or dark and beautiful <laughs> right and actually scholars have made uh, good references that um before the latest uh, waves of invasion in the last couple hundred years in india though who considered most beautiful would be dark skin now people are trying to lighten their skin. That's just because of cultural changes, right? Historical changes, right? But uh, the princesses would be considered uh, the darker the skin, the more beautiful the princess, right? There's many texts like that, you know, uh, verses uh, in in the uh, Stala Puranas of kingdoms like that. That the women, um, I have a very beautiful, beautiful dark skin. Now, now it's a fair maiden, a fair-skinned woman. Before it was the dark, dark was considered a sign of beauty, right? Uh, and the other day I was. Also <laughs> Uh, we, uh, we, has a new car, and there's that uh, Cyrus Sirius radio. What Sirius. is it? Sirius of this radio. We get it free for a few months before they cancel it. <laughs> we have to pay for it. We probably won't pay for it. It's hard to pay for music. We can get it for free, you know. But anyways, we're enjoying it right now. So listening to the reggae station, the one song came, came on just yesterday. I was driving back uh, yesterday, and it was a very nice song. It was also this. It was Black is beautiful. It was, it was a, a African pro. Uh, African song, right? And one of the lines is, "Where the all people of the earth come from? Come from Africa, right?" So it's like you think that means that this is the original, the original model, right? Dark, the darker was the more original. Things have got we've gotten more. Uh, we really think due to actually due to evolutionary theory being twisted by uh, by uh, uh, American uh, um, uh, social theorists. Right. Well, now we consider. Oh, now we've evolved to our nice pails that burns quickly, and <laughs> like we we we've evolved to our our state. So we're more evolved than the animalistic dark skin. This is a, a theory that was developed, right? But that doesn't actually make sense. The original is the, is the original model, right? As dark is dark is considered the more beautiful, more perfect, right? We've uh, we're farther away from the original, from the, uh, like. We have a term in, in India. We use a term for the original first peoples, or the, or the original people, Adivasis, or tribals, right? These are the tri- uh, Aboriginal type people, Adivasis, right? It means original inhabitants, right? So that term Adi means original, right? Earlier back. So here we call Adyakali, Adyama, right? The original, right? That's not considered a, 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 a insult to her, right? All these are primitive, right? Even the word primitive, actually, from our perspective, especially when studying Kali, primitive is better. Right, Kali is unbounded. Right, she's Kumari. She's in the forest. She's uncontrolled. This is and, and primitive culture. You ought to, to think uh, uh, is what's what's the uh, uh, primitive culture? Prim- I have to say now we now we, we because primitive has now a negative word. Right, we the scholars have used the word to tribal, but but tribal has it's also negative. Particular tribal is a social structure. It comes from prime. 
yes, yeah, so it means first, right? Yes, but now prim- oh, he's primitive means it's backwards, right? Backwards, some rather than original, and therefore best <laughs> and pure, unpolluted, right? And so you look at the, so we, I mean it's hard, we can't look at we can only uh, look at some historical uh, uh, evidence and some tribal or primitive communities, tribes that are still in existence now, uh, that are relatively untouched. How did they live? They lived in communion with the Divine Mother, right? Uh, they, rea- a child in its mother's womb doesn't need to learn the thousand names of its mother. It only knows its mother. He or she only knows it's the only reality, right? And when a child comes from its womb also, we're simply looking up looking at our mother's face and drinking our mother's milk, we're still not the connect. Slowly, slowly, we become separated. And finally, we get so separated, right, that we have to come to Kalimana to learn about the Divine Mother. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? It's our only reality. Right? So similarly, that, that's, we all started in this, in, our, in this sense. We lived in her, in her womb, and then when we separated, we still lived in, in communion with her, and completely dependent on her. And slowly, we begin to think, oh, I'm me. Right, and, and I can control, and mom, leave me alone, you know. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do, you know. <laughs> we start, we start, <laughs> then the, separa- the separation becomes absolute, you know. Uh, um, so, also, so I also, my, my, a little bit, my perspective is that, that, that uh, uh, primi- quote, so called primitive people, they lived in communion with nature. Not an easy life, right? Life in the womb wasn't easy, also, <laughs> right? But in communion with the Divine Mother, right? So, the, the religions are different. You look at the Adivasi communities; they're not classical Hindus. They have their own religion, right? They almost have—they have almost nothing to do with Hinduism. Hinduism now, we, we people like this, we gather in Navaratri, we try to worship the original Divine Mother. They're worshiping her in their own way, right? They never lost that consciousness. When I was in, in uh, two, three years ago, two years ago, two years ago, is Amarkantak. There's one place. Uh, um, what is that? Um, the Dadas. The, uh, there's Shambhu Dada, not Shambhu Dada. Uh, uh, Kapil Dada, and then the bottom one is is uh, Dut Dada. So at uh, Dut Dada, there's a there's a thing where Kapil um, uh, Muni did tapasya there, and he was hungry, and Ma Narmada became milk. So it's called Dut Dada, and he drank milk. Very beautiful, incredibly beautiful place. So every year I, I, I've I've gone there, and there's one just before getting there's a little there's a little little tribal man. He sits there with a, he has a little tea stand. No milk there, but he uses the gun, he uses the water, and he makes some lemon pepper type tea, right? And so, and every year he he reminds ah, somebody he reminds me. We don't do have much language together, but we have some. Uh, uh, he remembers me, and I remember him. And he says, "You make tea. I'm just coming. I'm going down to the puja. I'll take my bath, and I'll come. By the time I come back, he has a little plastic cup with tea, and and he washes the cup. Very happy, you know, very very happy man. So two years ago, I went with a swami. I was taking a, a, a swami, uh, like was the guest of the ashram staying. So we took. I borrowed the car, and we took the swami there. And so it was good because then he had he had language. He could speak Hindi with, with this man, right? And so we, were, we, we also sat down and had tea together. And so I can communicate a little bit with him. Uh, and I told him, he says, that, that uh, the whole year, right, I tried to remember this place. When, once a year, every couple of years, I tried to come here. But the whole year, I tried to remember this forest and this forest. But you can't forget it. You live here, right? And he goes, yes! Yeah, he was very happy. You get it. <laughs> In other words, like, he, we, we, we're trying. This is our thing. In our separated culture, we're trying to remember God, the Divine Mother, right? He's not trying to remember the Divine Mother, right? He he lives there in the forest. He's constant. He's he's right next to this water, constantly pulling water. I mean, he he. This is his reality. What his religion is, I don't know. His reality is Shiva and Shakti. Hmm. That's his reality, right? You know, it's like that's our problem. That's our reality, but we don't see it anymore. So pro- 
primal or primitive, primal, tribal, uh, adya, adivasi, uh, all these type of things are aboriginal. These are not lower states. These are the original. Right, so, one, so one meaning of Krishna, and, and many people have comments and scholars have made this point, Krishna, even as Lord Krishna, right, he also is from the, he, he's, he's, he represents the village tribal community. He's from the darker skinned, darker skinned boy, right. It has different meanings also, but that's one of the meanings. So there's one line, um, let me find it here. Karshati iti Krishnaha. Why is he called Krishna? Because he, no, sorry, I, I get, uh, one, one meaning of Krishna is dark. So because he's, he's dark, he's called Krishna. Another name, Karshati iti Krishnaha. Karshati means because he attracts. So this kri, it's trying to pull about this kri. What does kri mean? Right, so he's saying Karshati, Krishna is one who has Karshati. Karshati means who's attractive. Who's attract. That's why Prabhupada said all attractive. He translated, Krishna means all attractive. It's from this verse, Karshati means attracting power. Why is attracting? Because he's so, because black is beautiful, dark is beautiful. Original is divine, right? So ma, ma, these are these are um, these are verses to describe Krishna, but they're the same verses to describe Krishna, right? The uh, 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 divine mother's name. So she's so she, because she's she's that primordial, primitive, uh, tribal, forest form of the goddess, the original dark from which everything comes. We'll go into that, but she's also that she's so beautiful, right? So in in a line in the Devi Bhagavatam, it simply mentions her name is Kali. Kali also means black, right? So we, one of the meanings of Kali. So Krishna is an enemy of Kali, right? And and so Swami Vigyananda, Sri Ramakrishna's disciple, who translated it, he very rarely he doesn't give any commentary. He puts in a, 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 in a parentheses defining Kali. Why why black? He says it's like staring at the sun. When you stare at the sun, you can't see anything. Everything looks black, right? So where does her darkness come from, right? So darkness of ev- everything is in, in it, like a black hole. So much, I mean, infinite light is there, we can't see. She's so bright, we can't see her. Right? So bright that you get blinded. So dark is not always mean black. Black means blinding. Right? So much light. So much. So, it's, uh, so she's beautiful. She's light. Another word for uh, uh, is uh, um, uh, uh, um, Krishtiti iti Krishna. Krishtiti means who plows. So Krishna is a farmer, from, uh, is a boy from the farmer community. So he's plowing. So that's another name that he's a farmer, right? From or agricultural world. But this has some. We always in, in Krishna we give it these the beautiful poetic. Why he's he's uh, he's uh, uh, planting divine seed in her heart. He's removing. You know we use that symbolism a lot, right? So this is also applicable to her. She's transformative. She's she's changing. Uh, 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 she we can't farm her, right? She is a forest, but she has full control. She's furrowing and changing our own Krishna. And Krushati iti Krishna. Krushati, some people say Krishna, Krishna. They, they, they emphasize the Kru, right? All right? It depends on different different parts, but uh, because that's also more correct. Because what does that mean? Means that uh, Krushati means that which gives bliss, right? So, another, so Krishna means dark, it means black, it means primordial, it means uh, 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 tribal, uh, it means bright, right? We go like that. It means beautiful, and it means the one who gives bliss, right? So the word Krishna does just mean it means that one who's the source of all bliss, the giver of all bliss, or she who is bliss, Satchitananda. She is Ananda, and she gives Ananda, right? So she is Krishna. 
So the next name, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Kumari Kulaja Krishna, Krishna Deha. So similar, Krishna Deha. Deha means hmm? body. Krishna means body. So her body is black. Simple meaning, right? So we know, we look at Kali, her body is black. That's not a difficult, he's describing her rupa, right? Her Kali is black, right? But her Kali is primordial, the source of everything. Her Kali is bright like a thousand suns and therefore blinding. We can't see her. Her body is um, the source of all bliss. Her body is blissful. Her body is, you know, you can put all those translations we've given. So this has a different meaning. So her body, her deha, is like this. So we see Ma, we find Ma's rupa and can touch it. It's all these things. and see it, all these things. But her body, body to say Ma has a body is also not a logical thing. We use that language, but so her body, her these are her body is her nature. You know, her, her we say rupa. So rupa means form, but with some things rupa is like some, the nature of water is to flow. That's the surupa of water. It's not the the form of water. It's its nature. So mother's uh, Krishna deha. These are also these are just a way of saying it's both for image. We in iconography we make an image of Kali. We we paint her black or dark blue. Right, like if we make an p- image of Krishna, we paint him black or dark blue, the same thing. But he's, uh, 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 that's, a, com- that's a, a convenience for the mind to think of something that's beyond thought. <coughs> Krishna Deha. So Sri Ramakrishna gives a very nice, uh, uh, he says, is Krishna, somebody asked, why is Krishna, why is Kali black? Right, or Krishna black. He says, oh, she's black. Right, he says, you think she's black because she's far away, you're far away. You think Krishna is black because he's far away. You look at the ocean, it looks blue from far away. You look at the sky, it looks blue far away. Or at nighttime black and far away. You go up to the water and you hold it, and there's no color at all. You look, you know, it's by distance so that there's something of that color. Is she, is she, is she really black? There's many songs. Is my, col- my mother Kali really black? Right? You have it tattooed on your, he has it tattooed in, in Krishna colored ink, <laughs> blackish blue ink. <laughs> Right, uh, is my brother? He says sometimes he says to say to, so, and then he also says, oh, say, say Krishna is three and a half cubits tall. That's the size of Krishna. His 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 height is given in the shastra, right? To say he's entire, countless universes come from the hairs of his body, and he's three and a half cubits. And also because he's far away, from a, from far distance, a tree looks really small. Come close, it's huge. A mountain, oh, it's a small mountain. Only because you don't you don't know what's you, we, we it's our our own perspective, we are, and so it's not wrong to say Krishna's black or Kali's black, right? It's not wrong. That's our experience. It's the way. See that black thing over there? That's Kali. You get closer and closer. That gets you thinking. This is called I forgot the term. There's a, um, uh, in some classes ago we talked about the, uh, different lakshanas. The uh, uh, there's primary qualities and secondary qualities of God. In the, in the uh, Brahma Sutta gives these definitions. I forget the I forget the, I forget the Sanskrit. Really. So, the, the primary qualities of God are infinite. We can't conceive them. But we have secondary qualities that are that are good indicators. Krishna is like this, so you can see see like the examples given. I use, I give. So, Swamiji, there's a there's a river around here. Where is it? You see that tree? See see that wall? See that tree on the other side? That's the river. Right. That's not the river. It's a tree. Rivers are made of flowing water. A tree is the exact opposite of flowing water. But for right now, that's not a bad description of a, of a river. Right? Or what's the ocean? So even better would be, see those waves? That's the river. But also the waves aren't the river. Right? You can, you can, you, there's, ac- there's good indicators. 
that are accurate ways of, of pointing all these names are ways of a thinking about something these are secondary qualities they're not the thing itself they're pointing to the thing helping us and then there's really bad qualities b- bad indicators right see those flags that's the river <laughs> that means I don't know what I'm talking about right somebody who has experience will know the river that's nothing like the river nowhere near the river so Sri Ramakrishna says oh yes in my, in my cow shed my cow shed is full of horses Right. So if somebody says like that, you say that person definitely doesn't know what a cowshed is. Right. <laughs> that person's ignorant because no cowshed has horses. Cowsheds have ho- have cows. Right. So, says, so sometimes the statements people make stupid religious statements. You can almost dismiss them. Right. They have no experience. Right. Somebody with a little bit experience at least can repeat what we've heard and what we're trying to do. We're simply repeating what the what the sages said. Right. But somebody with actual experience says, "Oh, Krishna is like this. Kali is like this. Kali is not like that." Right, Kali can't be described. Krishna can't be described. But the ways to hint, the point, right? Somebody who knows, I happen to know. I hadn't. I don't have much knowledge, but I know where the river is. I live. I happen to live near a river, right? <laughs> I'm lucky, so I have some experience, more experience than most, about the river that's right on the other side of this wall. We built the wall, <laughs> so I remember what's. I kind of remember what's on the other side before we built it and took it out of our sight. Anyways, that's another symbol of modern culture. But anyway, <laughs> happy Earth Day. <laughs> that's how we do it now. But anyway, so uh, 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 it's a very nice symbol for the... This is why I always know, why do I put a wall next to it? I always know where the river is. <laughs> this is what we do now. <laughs> we totally twist it around. But um, So I have some, some experience where I can say, so the sages who wrote these texts, right? they know what they're speaking of. And they're giving us hints there. Point, think of this. He's like, but it's not that. You know, it's 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 near that. It's see that tree. It's not the tree, but it's, but you know, we're giving hints, as, as we describe, Krishna Deha. <coughs> and so there's other songs. If my Krishna, thousands and like who 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 tells me thou art black? Thousands of suns and moon, from that thousands of suns and moons from your body come shine, and they call you black. All right. So these are these are not even saying she's black is not right. To say anything about her is not right. But we have to say something about her. Krishodara. Krishodara. So, this is a, it's playing with this word kri. All these names have this word kri in it, right? Now the meaning slightly changes. Not unrelated, but slightly, but slightly different. Here, uh, um, uh, um, uh, krish here, the word krish means also, it means black, it means all these things, it all means beautiful. But related, it also means thin, right? So some, so tawny or thin, right? Sometimes it's translated as tawny. Tawny is like a negative sound yeah. to it. Brown. Not t- t- yeah, uh, dark and thin. That's like that was that, you know that I don't know that. Yet. But um, so, but here, like we have what's Ganesha's Ganesha's name? Lambodara. He has a very big stomach, right? A big waist or big like that. But Kali is uh, Krishodara. Right, she's very has a very thin waist, right? So the, the and and so uh, this is representative of something also, right? Parsi is represented of the uh, of the jungle, of a jungle goddess, right? She's a, a tribal, a, a tribal view of beauty, black, thin, wild. There's a certain quality of that also, right? But also refers to her another aspect of the Kumari name. Kumari name. She's a young, she's young. Right, not yet married, or just married. It depends on how you like of Kumari, right? And see, so Kali, usually in an image of Kali, she's seen as thin. Some in the Chandi, she's emaciated, 
but that's just the image of when she comes and is with with her, with a with a bone sticking out of her skin. But as an old Mason, this is not that because she's a Kumari in the three names before. Doesn't quite relate to that, but it relates to so Kali. Like if you look, if the images of the Dashmahavijas, Kali and Tara, Kali Tara Shodashi Vuneshi. The names are there, right? From Kali to Tara, Kali and Tara are the same goddess. Right, historically they're being worshipped differently into China and to Tibet and reintroduced. There's a whole history like that, but practically speaking, they're they're 98% the same goddess, right? But they're worshipped differently, and in the iconography, slightly different. Kali is seen as thin, standing on Shiva, right? And 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 Tara is seen as fat, standing on Shiva, or pregnant, better, right? So if Kali is Kumari, Tara is about to give birth. Right, she's usually some Im- not all images. There's different, but there's some in Bengal. There's some traditional images of Tata. Usually have her uh, kind of a, a big-bellied, right, give a pregnant woman, right. So this is another aspect of, uh, 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 and so also uh, uh, Shiva, when, uh, uh, um, uh, um, but Tata is also seen as a just married woman, right. And then also important point because right? the first pregnancy. Right, about to give birth to the world. It's another aspect of ta- of Kali, Ethin. Also, we'll get there. So now, I was just about the next thing. Krit means action, right? So Dara also means to hold, right? So uh, 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 she holds. So this is the next name. What would be the next two three names? Will be using that that sound Krit, right? So she also is the one. Who holds all action? Who controls all action? Who who supports action? We'll go into that because one of them is the the bij mantra was the kriya sound to it. It's called the kriya, uh, kriya. Uh, even the word kriya, kriya means action. Like kriya, it means action. Right? We'll get there. This this then. Krishang, krish, krishangi, krishangi, right? So here now here we had Krishna and now Krishna deha. So dark and now dark bodied. Right? Anga is also bodied limbs. Right, so here krit means thin. Here means thin-bodied. If krit means dark, means dark body, same or dark limbs. Right, so, this, so it, by extension of all these things. Now, if we introduce krit as 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 uh, um, uh, 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 action, uh, 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 then she her her limbs are her nature, her limbs, her expression, her things that she does. Limbs are things are extensions, are actions. Right, she's that universal awareness, consciousness, Brahman, like this. But when it acts, it's limbs, it's anga, it's expression. Right, this is action itself. She's kriya shakti. Right. Mm. And this relates to the next name, kuli shangi. Cha and also right, a cha is added in there. Kuli shangi. Kulisha Anga, right? Also, whose limbs, using that same limbs, whose limbs, or Kulesha. Kulish has a couple meanings. One of the meanings, uh, 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 one of the meanings is like the word Kula. You mentioned Kula means, so it's who has, who's excellent, whose limbs are excellent and beautiful, who, who has noble shaped limbs, if you're using that name for Kula. But I also mentioned Kula also means Kundalini and the Kundalini path, right? So. Kulish is one of in the name of in one of in some texts the name of Indra's lightning bolt is Kulish, Kulisha, right? The Lord of the Lord of lightning bolts, right? 
So her, her, she is nature of like a lightning bolt, right? She's electric, right? And that goes into the, the next one in her Bij Mantra, which is a Kriya Bij Mantra, right? She's, she's, you know, uh, she's a lightning. So uh, this relates that one of the, what's also one of the names of uh, Chinnamasta, right? Uh, she's uh, Vraja Yogini. She's lightning. She's sun. She's that the awakened, the, the powerful awakened Kundalini. She's electricity. Her body's like 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 a thunderbolt. Like Indra Thunderbolt. That's a very beautiful name. Okay. Then Krimkari. Right. So here we get to a nice Bij Mantra. Right. So uh, uh, Bij Mantras. These are mantras. They uh, uh, they they have meaning, but they actually don't have meaning. They have power. That's the thing. So most words have meaning. Right. These, uh, uh, in language, they there are signs. I forget the full linguistic terms, but there's there's uh, there's something, and then we have a name that indicates it. Right, so you have like this is uh, 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 Duni, right? So the word Duni is not the Duni. The word Duni points to the points to the, it, it's a sign to point the points to something. Nama anami, and the name and that which is an indicator and that which is indicated, right? But there's another category of words that are uh, 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 I didn't think about the in linguistics we have we have nice uh, ways of describing these things, right? They're uh, uh, um, some words, another category of words are speech acts, right? Like, like an, an example of that, at the time of marriage, you say, do you take this woman to be your lawfully wedded wife? And you say, I do, right? I do doesn't point to something, it does something, right? A vow or, or like this is, or, or like it, it, it does something. So, these, it's, so there's different categories of words. Some words point, other words do something, other words describe relationships, right? But then there's another category of words that are something, Right, so beach mantras are in everything. Okay, beach mantras are that category of words. Right, so a beach mantra. It doesn't mean something. It doesn't point. It does. It means you can give a meaning to like it, and it can point to something, and you can and it can it can do something. In, uh, uh, but it actually is something. Like for example, Om. Right, this is something everybody knows this word. So Om means Brahman. It's one simple thing. It means many things. Let's just use that, right? Om also points to Brahman. So the Shastra says that you chant, chant Om thinking that Om means the Absolute. That's called Japa Dhyan, Japa and, 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 and Bhavana. Right? Think of the, think, say it while thinking what it means. So that's Om's example of that. Om both means something, it points to something, right? It, uh, om also, if somebody, Om means yes, it's an affirmative. It also, it also does something. You can you can take a vow, go Om. Like we say Amen. We get that. Like, amen means a great affirmation, right? Om means yes. But also Om is something. Right? It is it is the power it is the Supreme Brahman appearing as if it was a sound. In uh, uh, touching the world through sonically touching the world, touching an access to the mind through sound. Right? But it's something infinite infinite power, potentiality, the infinite being appearing as sound. This is true of all mantras, but mantras have many aspects. But a bij mantra is the thing itself, and so bij means seed, right? So that's the thing. So this is uh, 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 like if you want to like, okay, I'll give you a big secret in spiritual life. If you want an apple tree, what type of what type of seeds should you should you plant? Apple seeds. <laughs> if you want a pear tree, use pear seeds, right? So the seed is the thing you want. In a little tiny package, 
<laughs> you want apples? Get an apple seed. Within that apple seed is apples. Right, that's the amazing thing. All apples, thousands, millions of apples, and millions of apple trees that will give millions of apples are in one seed. It is the thing in a tiny little package. Right, in, in, in the, in the uh, in, uh, Aladdin, the movie, like infinite power in a tiny little living space or something like that. Right, so, it is, so, so that's an important thing is that, that if so, if you want the one that's indicated by Om, the one you, and the one that is Om, that's the seed also, that's also something we can hold, something we can plant, we can put somewhere and see what comes, right? And so you only get, so if you want a, if you want a brick house and you, and you start with wood, you're not going to get a brick house. You have to use bricks. If you want God, you have to start with God. This is the importance of mantra, right? Uh, in Gita, Bhagavad, in, uh, Lord Krishna says, among yagyas, I am japa. I am, and among mantras, I am om, right? So he says, he gives instructions on pranayama, on puja, on all kinds of internal things. He, he describes and clarifies and corrects all kinds of sadhanas. But he says, I, but amongst all those, I am japa. Right? So all things have their value. These are all tools. All tools are good. Right? Right? But if you want him, you have to use mantra. You have to, because that is him. You're going to get him by planting him. Right? The other thing can be useful. But that's the original thing. So, be, so here, this is uh, important. So all these, the, the, the uh, 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 Krishna and Krishna Deha and, and Krishangi and all these names that have the Kri sound. Now we get that essence of the Kriya, the, of action, as Krim. Just have simply that kr sound, right? Kr, that kr or kr sound with the chandra bindu, mm, the, the nasal m, the m with a dot over it, or the that chandra, that, like that. Put that on any mantra, any sound becomes a bij mantra, right? So, so one sense, cream is the first letter of Krishna, kr, right? So, you take that first syllable, kr, and add ng. That's a simple thing. The first syllable. It's also the kr or k is the first syllable. Period, right? So it's also it's, it, all sounds are in that. Uh, uh, um, so and, and, and kriya means, like you said, means action. It means doing. So this is called. I'm saying it openly because we're describing it, right? But generally, we don't. You don't say the mantra without unless you're chanting it. In in proper culture in in, in etiquette. Is that when the scri- even the scriptures usually don't write it. They say what mantra says. Say the the um, the kriya beads three times, followed by the kusha mantra, followed by the maya bija. You know that's kring 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 hung kring kring. It doesn't say kring 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 hung in books usually in old books, right? Because somebody, why is that? A couple things is that to say it is to do it. It is the thing, right? It's not pointing to something. I'm not talking about something. I'm talking something. It is the thing, right? And so and what is that thing? It's like a lightning bolt. Right, so if, if if you're playing, you're playing with live wires, right? You have to be careful how to how to um, when you say it. So in 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 etiquette, you you describe it, either uh, you spell it out or you describe it. You usually described as the kriya kali bija or the kriya bija, this cream mantra. Uh, and in my kriya, you know, oh, a kriya sound. So it's easy enough with a little bit of knowledge, you know what he, what we what we're referring to. Now, it's full of action. It's full of power. It's full of electricity. Right, action, right, um, and therefore it's a little dangerous, right, and because it is the thing itself, right. It says bij mantras have another quality that they have because they're so powerful, they're kept under lock and key. Rishis put a, they, we call it the uh, uh, kilakam, right? A key, they've locked they've locked the mantras, right. And what's in that mantra? It's a big 
bundle of Shakti and of Chaitanya, consciousness and power, right? That's like you take infinite confident power and you block and then you block it, right? That's called the Kilakam, right? And so how do you get the Mantra Shakti or the Mantra Chaitanya? You have to open it, right? And so the way you op- there's different ways to open it. Some the Guru tells you what the key is, gives you the, gives you the Mantra and the key. When you're ready, open it. Be careful. The live like pulling a pin off out of a of a grenade, right? Right, right. Or it's given already awake. Time of diksha, the mantra is given can be given with. Or there's Purush charana. You take like let's say a simple mantra kring. You t- you if I chant this mantra, uh, uh, 125,000 times over 10 days, certain rituals, right? Every day a certain amount of times. Every day one tenth out of mouth to fire, one tenth of the diamond as off water off after Then I feed so many sadhus and brahmins. There's a whole thing like that. That's another way to uh, to awaken a mantra, right? Why? Because these mantras are powerful. You shouldn't. They should be safety latches, right? Uh, there's like that. But it says in the scriptures that the cream mantra is jagrat. It's already away. It's not just hasn't been locked, right? The pin is there, but it can be pulled out by anybody, right? So it's actually so one thing that's great. It's immediately accessible, but that's also really dangerous because it's immediately accessible, right? You know, it's like it's it's a it's a, it's a live wire, right? So it's we have so many live wires, but they're all covered with plastic and like that, so we can't, we can go touching stuff, but you touch the wrong one, right? So they're a little bit dangerous, right? It's one of the reasons why they're not said to openly, overly speak and write about it. I've seen so many books on the goddess, her mantra, and they use this mantra for, to, to balance this kosha, and you know, like, it, it, I, I'm nervous about that. These things can be used this way. They have power to do these things, but I'm nervous about reciting them without uh, restrictions and, and the... the uh, being careful right so it's called vidyut shakti vidyut shakti means electric power right like tremendously powerful right it's the electric current like our guruji used to say uh, uh, electricity is everywhere is one thing right so but in the light bulb it comes as light in the heater it comes as heat in the air conditioner in the refrigerator it comes as cold right so it's the same power but through different things it comes in different ways Yadavi Sarvabhutishu, right? Exists in all that one power everywhere, coming in different ways. This is that this is the mantra that embodies that power, that electric current, moving, constantly moving. Right? And it comes so it comes as the sun, it comes as electricity, it comes as you and me, it comes as as, as wind. All this is like that. This is externally manifested, uh, the Kriya Shakti, right? Uh, uh, Behind the thing, and it's a it's a it's a power behind all actions everywhere. For the yogi, it, it's yogis try to internalize. Is that we see the external world? We try to see the internal, uh, withdraw all the senses. We internalize the energy, right? So for the for the yogi, it is uh, 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 it's inner. It becomes an inner current, right? That is a kundalini. It is prana all these ways of understanding or an internalized mind, inner current of sad that's used for sadhana. We plug it in for sadhana. We, we, we plug it in our sadhana cord to this battery, you know. Uh, uh, it increases inner energy, right? And also Kali, you can see, sometimes we think Kali is a little bit fierce or strong, right? So it's, it's, so it's this type of energy, you know, it pushes, right? It's always, it's, it's, so you can see behind Kali, behind you, you get, there's force. Right, you, uh, therefore it's, she's very transformative, right? Kali is a transformative energy because she's kriya. She is kriya, right? She's a she's a power behind it. So it, it's internalized. Things are gonna you're being forced to do. You're forced to the next step. You're forced to deal with things. You're forced to 
evolve or to <laughs> fall or whatever, <laughs> slam against the wall. You know, like you, there's 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 power behind it. We have to be careful how to use that power, right? So yogis, she's that internal yogic power, that tremendous force. <clears throat> she's uh, she's described as a light. That mantra is a lightning force behind that that blows out all obstacles, right? So we'll go into the. So it has no meaning, but still the scriptures as yogis have. As when people ask, well, just meaningless things you guys are doing. Just no meaning can be. We know Sanskrit. Every syllable has meaning, right? So put the why. why, why so so you say what, what are the syllables of kring, kra, right? So the 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 ka, right? Ka is the first syllable of the alphabet, and ka is the first level of kali. So ka means kali. And the beginning of all sounds, Hervanamala, everything starts from Ka, and all expressed sound is starts from Ka in the, in the Sanskrit alphabet. And it's the first name. Ka means Kali, right? Ra means Brahman. There's reasons for this. Ra means the universal Brahman. So she's Kali, that's the universal Brahman. E, the long I, means Mahamaya. That's given in the scriptures. I'm quoting from Tantra. I forget the name of them, but it's from Tantra Shastra. Right, and M means uh, the mother of the universe, the M sound, and the Chandra Bindu also means destroyer. The dot that M means destroyer of sorrow. So the very mother, if you want to give it a meaning, it means Kali. That's Brahman. That's Mahamaya. That's the mother of everything, and the one who uh, uh, destroys all illusion. Right. Right. Uh, another word, Ka, meaning the first consonant of the Sanskrit alphabet. It indicates the manifest existence. Manifest existence, manifest power, expression, like this force, right? Ra, like what's the Bij mantra for fire? Ram. Ra means light, illumination, right? Uh, right. And E is focused energy, right? Uh, and willpower, right? So this is another aspect of the cream, so another aspect of this mantra. Uh, uh. So she's lightning in the previous mantra, right? She is that electric power behind everything. She is the internalized power, right? So in the Shastras, what does she do? In the stories, the Puranas, in the Leelas that we read, she comes and she fights for the... Uh, she, she is a power... She is... She's a couple things. One, she fights for the Devas against the Asuras, right? But the earliest... I'll tell you, the earliest reference to, to, to the word Kali as a, as a normal understanding of deities is Mahabharata. Right, it's an early text, right? Where, um, who was it? Um, um, who was killed? It was a, ho- it was a horrible slaughter. Somebody got, they snuck in and killed a bunch of people in their bed. I forget, I'm forgetting just now, but it described that this is Kaladatri. Kali Kaladatri has come, right? That's a very one of the earliest references of this goddess in a very, you know, so she's, so she's, she's, she's fighting, Jaima, she's fighting for the, uh, she's fighting for the, come sit, she's fighting for, um, so, she's a lightning. She she's like a, a lightning. She's like a sword that can cut and open things up, right? So she can stimulate, she can shock, and she can propel. These are qualities of energy, right? Right. So she can energize. In in, in in the story of the Mahabharata and the Chandi, uh, she's seen as to energize the weapons of the devas, right? So that's a big thing. She she's weaponizing, but she's uh, um, uh, there and therefore helps us that mantra helps destroy all the asuric forces in the stories, right, that are there, right. But you can also, the devas don't just have weapons, the devas also have, have um, jewelry and crowns and 
like that. That energy also energizes their divine uh, ornaments, the divine qualities, gems, right? Which these are representative of granting bliss and blessings to the devotee, right? So she's a power that could help this fight for us. That power that's that wild energetic power that, that, that clears the way and fights for us and destroys the lower, but she also is the, the divine blessings that come to give us inner bliss and happiness like this. So this is Krim Kara, Krim, the Mantra Krim. So quickly I'll do the last two names. Almost done here. Uh, what's next? Kamala. Kamala. So here, so Kamala, of course, everybody knows Kamala means lotus. It's one of the many... Our, there's a lot of words in Sanskrit for lotus. Lotuses are really important, right? Our friend Trisho was joking that whenever you're translating something and you don't know what it means, try lotus and see. Put the word lotus in and see if it works. <laughs> it's probably lotus. There's so many. There's like hundreds of words for lotus, right? Kamala is the most one of the most common. Padma and Kamala and like that. These are the most common, right? But why is it? Because lotuses, of course, lotuses are incredibly beautiful flower, right? But they're also incredibly symbolic flower, right? And lo- what happens? The lotus is something that grows in mud and grows out and something so beautiful, right? So this is also, we're considered to be like a lotus or our spiritual life to be like a lotus out of the mud of our nature, or mud of material nature. We're supposed to bloom, a lotus blooms in the sun. It's a perfect symbol for almost everything. <laughs> uh, something opening, unfolding, of spiritual awakening, of unfoldment, of growth, you know, of, of victory out of the lowers of the highest. It's a perfect symbol, right? So she means all that stuff. But in the goddess world, Kamala is a name for Lakshmi, right? Because Lakshmi also, why? Because Lakshmi is Kamala, Kamala, she ex- she's of the lotus and she exists in a lotus, right? <laughs> Both these things, right? Uh, um, uh, uh, uh. So in, in one story, she was uh, Lakshmi. In, in common, in Puranic Hinduism, we think of Lakshmi as a spouse of Vishnu. Right, but originally, before then, according to older shastra, the uh, Vedic times, uh, those texts, she lives in heaven, in, uh, with Indra. Indra control. Like, kings have to control wealth; otherwise, they can't do anything. They have to control power, right? But Lakshmi's nature; she's very fickle. She comes and goes. A lotus is beautiful, but any little thing and it die, and it, 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 it la- sh- shivers a little bit and then goes. Right. Uh, so Lakshmi's she's uh, chala. She's always moving. Right, so it's not easy. It's not easy to keep her, to hold her, right? Uh, so Indra was trying. Indra had to, but Indra did something in the in, in the Bhagavatam. It's told a little differently, but the story is there that um, uh, 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 Parshuram, yes, Parshuram had a had a, a lotus garland, also symbolic, right? And he wanted to bless Sadhu's nature. Parshuram, he had. Everybody knows Parshuram. He killed uh, uh, every chatriya on the planet 21 times <laughs> right he was so disappointed with the way chatriyas were were behaving it has something chatriya insulted his parents and the brahmin so there's some there's a backstory to everything but but then something happened to him right after 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 butchering the whole races down to the embryos in the womb. I mean, it's a very ghastly thing. And, and worshipping his ancestors with the blood of, of the Chatriyas. <laughs> you know, like, like, very, like, a, he was, can you imagine after all that, he still wasn't happy? <laughs> right? He thought this would make his mind peaceful because it didn't fix the problem with his parents, right? And the problems of the earth didn't go away because the earth needs Chatriyas. We need kings, 
You need military. You need police like that. But <laughs> their nature is to screw up. That's their nature. I mean, they're they're the violent quality. They're egotistical. They're controlling. They're those are the nature. It's a dangerous thing, right? And so he was still not happy. So it says that I don't have my picture of Dattatreya inside. Dattatreya, he met Dattatreya. So what's wrong? I'm so not happy, right? He's inside right now. Um, and so Dattatreya initiated him into Devi uh, into Devi Puja. Right, and to Shrivid uh, Mantra like this and taught him like that. So he spent many years in meditation and worship. And then he came upon better than me constantly killing all the kings. I shall train some kings. Right, so he trained uh, um, um, uh, who were his disciples uh, in the Mahabharata. Uh, uh, um, Bhishma was also tra- was trained by him. Right, he was beginning to train uh, auspicious kings. If I train them properly, I'll teach them to be dharmically. I'll teach them weapons, all the things they need to do to be good Kshatriyas, but I'll teach them. How to, how to behave properly, right? Better that than me constantly slaughtering them. I won't slaughter anybody anymore. I'll train them to be like that. Um, uh, so in the same thing, he's always thinking how to, how to help the world instead of killing all the kings. Like, an easy thing is just to kill Indra. Instead, let's go and bless Indra. Right? Give him some good advice. Give him blessings so he can do his job properly. The ultimate king. The ultimate chitra. So he gives this beautiful garland of, of lotus flowers. In the Bhagavatam it says it, it's offered, it was prashad from Vishnu. Right in other texts, it just says a lotus flower that he gave him shakti to. And he given I give it because it says one who wears the, the garland of, of of the guru, the garland of the deity. So many blessings come. Or he wanted to give him like to invoke Lakshmi, auspiciousness, the symbol of auspiciousness, beautiful garland from a saint. Right, but he thought king's nature. He's like, oh, not really. I've heard of that sadhu. <laughs> I'm angry, bothersome, dirty sod. Sadhus are a little dirty and weird hair and like this. And, 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 and give, you know, here, take some ash and it's good for you. Like, you know, like, you know, like, so you don't do, people give, sadhus come up to me and try to tie, you know, like, <laughs> we try not to, I know the, I know the reason why he, resp- why, he why he didn't, so he took it and didn't think much of it and he threw it on the head of his elephant, Arivata. And Arivata just it fell down and the elephant stopped and kept going, not thinking. And seeing that that the the the, the uh, lotus garland was crushed, so much disrespect to the blessings of a saint, of a sadhu, for for which is needed to run a kingdom to speak of the universe, right? You know, that he got very and he's and he and he, he some say he in the Bhagavatam he said he cursed him, may Lakshmi may Shri leave you, right? The big thing may Lakshmi leave, right? In other texts, just doing it itself crushed. He crushed Lakshmi, crushed the lotus. He didn't have to curse. It was just the, the, the action itself was the curse, right? And so what happened? Lakshmi, she dissolved. In, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the Bhagavatam, it says that, that everything became inauspicious. He didn't have luck on his side anymore. Luck went to the Asuras. And so quickly the Asuras took over, and that's when the whole turn of the ocean to get it. But where did it come? In the original, earlier story, and I can't say original, earlier story, Lakshmi, where did she go? She dissolved into the ocean of milk. She used to live in Indraloka because he needed her to run the universe. But as soon as you disrespect her, she dissolved again. Once you don't see her properly, she dissolves and disappears. Ocean of milk, she's all everywhere, but you can't find her. Mm-hmm. How to get her out? How to get out of the ocean of milk? That's why they had to turn the ocean of milk to get Lakshmi back. Right in this story, right? So they churn the gods, the demons, everything, and slowly a lotus comes out. Another lotus comes out, right? But this time she comes, right? But she doesn't immediately go. She doesn't go to Indraloka again, right? She's not respected there. She'll bless. She has to. Her nature is a motherly bless to bless everybody, right? The Indra also needs, right? But uh, she goes. We know the story. She goes to Vishnu. That's how she becomes Vishnu's uh, in, that, in this story, uh, con- connected to Vishnu, because we're Lakshmi. We can invoke. We can invoke Lakshmi and do Lakshmi puja. She'll come, 
all of us have some Lakshmi. We're all here. We're healthy. We have food, right? We have nice cars. You know, we're we're living in Lakshmi Loka for sure, right? But Lakshmi comes and goes. Today we're healthy. Tomorrow we get sick. Today we have work. Next we think we're secure. Next day we lose our job. It happens all the time. It's very insecure. That's the thing. All everything insecure. We have a nice car and bang, finished, right? You know, it's like any second Lakshmi doesn't like like. Uh, this is Indra, we can blame it on Indra or our Indra <laughs> qualities, right? Right? We don't respect like but so Lakshmi comes, she she's still in heaven, she's still here, she's everywhere, right? But she's not stable. She comes and goes quickly. She has a sister called Alakshmi. Right? When Lakshmi in the in the in the uh, Sri Shuktam, it's uh, one month that it says, May Lakshmi come, may all Lakshmi go. Inauspicious, but they always come together. One they they two quarrelsome sisters. One you have a sister, you marry both sisters. You want to marry Lakshmi? You got to have both of them, two wives, right? And both of them. But when she went to live with Vishnu and Vaikuntha, she was on no Lakshmi there, right? So where Vishnu is, where that Satvaguna, where divine, where God is, then Lakshmi is there, but and Alakshmi isn't there. It's a, it's a pure realm, a pure state, right? But but we can't control her there. Right. We can try to bring her as a domesticated god with tight hair and cloth. We can tie her up, invoke her into a little pot and tie her up and put her in the corner of our office. Say, stay there and bless me. <laughs> and then she will for a while. Eventually she'll fall over and leak out and then one of us will, somebody will die or the business will break. It just happens all the time, right? We can, we can try to control her. We can't, but we can control her for a while, but she doesn't stay. But with Vishnu, we can't control her, but she's always there. She's not our, but she's not our wife. She's, Vishnu, you know, she's not serving us. She's serving Vishnu. So it's a unique thing. So this is another. So Kamala is all. So one of her names of Kamala is because she came out. Every time you see her image sitting on a lotus, she came out of the milk ocean after dissolving the milk ocean as being churned. She came out of the milk ocean. So she's Kamala, Kamala Laya. She li- exists in the in the lotus. Also, the lotus is this expanding universe. This is her externalized form. Lakshmi. So Kamala also is a, is a separate goddess also in the because related to Kali, right? Because it's not just Lakshmi. One of Kali's name is Lakshmi. All forms are Lakshmi's form or Kali's form. But this is a these are names of uh, one who dwells in the cremation ground. One who the next line was say who swallows the universe or mouth. You know, here's Lakshmi. So, so here's Kamala is Lakshmi, but she's Kamala. Kamala because she is one of the Dashmahavijas. So she's Lakshmi. As worshipped as an aspect of Kali in the Dashmahavijas. Right? Even in the Lakshmiastakam, there's one line, um, you know the Lakshmiastakam, no? Mahalashtakam, there's one line that says she's consort of Rudra or consort of Shiva. Lakshmi is described as a wife of Shiva. I forget the verse right now. I know if I started, maybe I'll, I'll get it, right? But it's like, well, that's interesting. Lakshmi, the most famous hymn for Lakshmi, describes her as a, Laksh- as a wife of not of Vishnu, but of Shiva or Rudra. Right, showing that there is an old conception as as as, as Kamala. She's the the the, the uh, uh, an aspect of the goddess, but she's giving blessing. She's expanding. She's like the, but as Lakshmi, Lakshmi is the most worshipped goddess. She's everyone's worshiping Lakshmi. Everybody comes to the temple to worship Lakshmi as Kali, right? Kali as Lakshmi. What do we have? we want? Health. We want happiness. We want success. All these things naturally. We want comfort, right? Oh, what, uh, that's natural like that. And we we got we I mean, here we are we get those things otherwise we wouldn't come a second time it wasn't working you know but she's Kali is infinite and so and so Lakshmi is also Kamala who's infinite right so what are we asking for we should also ask we can 
not to ask for something, we can ask for everything. For the one who is everything, right? Hmm? Okay, I'm three minutes late, but I'll, I'll finish. I only have one more name. Um, mm. We should not. I wrote. We should not merely content ourselves with transient goals. This is the the real worship of Kamala or the real worship of Lakshmi. Actually, is puts an end to outer seeking. When our inner seeking, because there's no end to our search for Kam, for Lakshmi in the outside world. Right, but we want that not just the exp- ever expanding temporary external world that that comes and goes. We want an inner. That's also a symbol of the, our inner awakening, right? So we worship Lakshmi or Kamala as for our own inner. We want the inner attainment of of the original Adya Shakti, right? And the final name is Kala. Kala means <coughs> means art. Right, so uh, common uh, we have somebody's name is Kalavati. Kalavati is in the Lita Sasarama, the name Kalavati is there, and that is one who is a master of arts. Right, it says is Chatur Shasti Kala, Kala means the, the 64 arts. Right, and so this is a, 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 a this list originally the earliest form of the list is the list in certain forms comes in a few places. Right, it it comes in the um, uh, um, in the um, Kama Sutra. It's also there. Uh, another text also. There's two major lists of sixty-four arts. One is Abhyantara Kala, and the other is Bhaya Kalas. Abhyantara in in in, in Kama Sutra, these are the erotic arts. Things are meant to be known for the pleasures and happiness of life on earth, and the bodies, and the relationship. And the other is the practical arts, and uh, things like. And so some of them are mixed, like building. Right, and so the the list is actually there. Actually, it's there's uh, there's a list. There's fourteen vidyas, sixty four kalas, right? Uh, well, the fourteen vidyas are the four Vedas, right? The the four upa Vedas. These are um, weaponry and politics and and uh, singing and and Ayurveda. These are the four upa Vedas and the six Veda angas. These are uh, um, uh, phonics, rituals. Uh, um, um, so many things like pronunciation. There's all these sci- uh, 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 different aspects like that, right? And then the sixty-four colors: the art of singing, playing instruments, dancing, acting, painting, uh, painting f- your face with makeup, uh, preparing offerings of rice and flowers, of making. Co- you know, I have a whole list like this. It's funny that we were thinking, like we spent all day at the computer working, all day at the office working, right? I, at the 16 vidyas and the 64 ka, I wonder if we're doing any of these. These are be considered valuable things in ancient times. But uh, are, are we practicing music? Are we practicing building? Are we practicing gardening or cooking? Or uh, <laughs> or uh, one of them is making. Uh, one of my favorites is uh, 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 making furniture out of cane. That's one of the 64 <laughs> arts. Very important knowledge. <laughs> You know, it's like instead we go to IKEA, you know, <laughs> or order on Amazon Prime. You know, it's like it's like it's it's like uh, 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 Googling is not on the list. <laughs> We're actually <excellent at> Googling, <laughs> but but these are so these see, 64 colors and 14 vidyas. By saying kala, she is those arts, right? So part of her name is Kamala, right? She's also the one who expands internally and externally, internally as divine pleasure and externally as as how to live and be happy and express. These are, these are the expressions in culture is also her, right? So actually the 64, 
whether or not there's ever been a school with, that uses this is the curriculum, I don't know. But the texts say this is the curriculum for schools. You learn. You have to learn, learn the sixty-four. You teach most. I think you take about about thirty-two of those sixty-four colors <laughs> at your school. I saw you teach planting and painting and counting and all these beautiful things, right? Right, decorating all these type of things. How to do? How to? Uh, uh, um, yeah, uh, engineering, uh, uh, mineralogy, <laughs> literary work uh, of composing poetry on the spot. People, people used to do that. That was your competition. I, I know a friend who's a, a, our computer, our, compu- our computer, our uh, computer, late. When he goes back to um, where is he from? Uh, 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 where is he from? Iraq. Iraq. When Iraq, when he goes back, he says, "What they do at night? They sit around, and then somebody will recite a poem by heart. I mean, by by, by uh, two things: one, accurate, extraneously, extraneously, or reciting one that they memorized." There's two different games, right? And when the last word of the of the poem, you start a next poem, right? You, you know, like it's like you know, you know it's like this is that's one of the sixty-four arts. I never learned that. <laughs> I'm very behind on my sixty-four arts. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very nice. You know, these are. And so either you practice re- composing or you practice memorizing some. You have hundreds of poems to pull from, right? You is it, is it memorizing poem. So this is yeah, you're impressive. You know, make it, and you have to a word that nothing starts with, right? You have to plan. You have to not only compose something, end it in a way that they can't start. You have to plan so much ahead. Uh, this is the mental skill. Yeah, presence of Yeah, this is this is that presence of mind is called Kala Kala, which is one of my colleagues' names. So this is the sixty-four uh, uh, arts. We'll end there. It's time. <coughs> Let's see what we got here. Kumari Kulaja Krishna Krishna Deha. Krishodara, Krishangi, Kulishangi cha, Krinkari, Kamala, Kala. So this was verse 6. Last week we did verse 7. We got a mistake. I'm reminding because eventually this will be recorded and, and printed or uh, posted. So, so next week we'll do again Krishna Lila. And the following week we'll do verse 8, which is also very nice. Um, there is a um, program in Los Angeles next week with um, uh, 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 Bashanti's having an art exhibition, and so that uh, I'm not so we have to. Well, next few days we'll make a decision whether or not we may have to go early, or, or so either we'll go after class or we have to go before in class. So I'll, I'll post it on. If I take it offline next couple of days, you know we won't have class, but most likely we will. But I might have to. We may have to go and help and do some things ahead of time uh, for that program. So we may skip next week. I'll know in a few, uh, by Tuesday. I'll probably Tuesday, Wednesday. We'll know when she comes back. We'll Skype who's going, which cars, and when, at which time. We have to discuss it. So thank you for your kind attention. Jai Ma, Jai Ma, Jai Ma.